Hello, everybody. Welcome in. I'm here with Coach Boardman of Huntsville. Um, we're going to be talking about a few groups. We're going to start here with the Edison group, um, which hits really close to home for him. He's part of it. But kind of the, I mean, I would I would say that the uh, the crown jewel of this uh, group is Wooster. Um, they didn't bring in the best recruiting or they, they brought a pretty good class, a 2350 class, replacing a 6897 uh, class. Um, they did lose Robbie Edison, who's been a really big fixture, but only losing a point guard is not anything to baffle at, especially when you get three guys that um, seem like they can fill in rather quickly. None of them are great passers, but all of them look like efficient scorers. Um, Especially, well, yeah, so Matthew Wright, he could potentially fill in there. You could also do something where you put Malarkey or Nunley at point guard. Uh, Malarkey, Nunley doesn't seem like he's much of a passer. Malarkey a little bit more so at 6'6", 18.5 points a game last year. Um, and Malarkey was a, huge, was a pretty big-time recruit in high school, shooting 50 and 42% from the power forward position. So you'd expect him to hopefully have a little bit of a bounce back year after not shooting amazing his first two years, um, but shooting better last year than this year. And then obviously, so these guys are the, these guys are the reigning P, PNTT champs. They have the trophy right now. And if I know anything about Statwolf, he doesn't want to give it up. So um, I like his team, you know, returning a lot of really solid guys. I like Riley Martins, the power forward, um, 18 points, 8 rebounds, 1.8 assists, a block, 1.8 blocks and 1 steal, only 0.8 turnovers. I feel like he could fit really well into that small forward position if he wants or power forward and move Alexander Jackson up. Um, yeah, Borman, what do you think of this team? Yeah, so Martins is definitely the crown jewel of this class um, coming in. Uh, with a very impressive 19.0 game score, uh, where he fits into this lineup is going to be the biggest question um, as they're only graduating their point guard. Um, do they try to slide him in at power forward or is he just a strong bench player for an already you know, very successful team uh, from last season? Uh, expectations are high uh, for the Italian mafia um, and they should have a pretty successful season. Yeah. Yeah, and you gotta love having a guy back there like Joaquin Erickson who can just grab rebounds. Last year he averaged twelve rebounds a game, um, three point one blocks. He didn't even play thirty minutes a game, so like that's just. And you know they they're licking their chops after um, not not <coughs> not finishing as well as they hoped for in the NTT. Uh, obviously they they have the PNTT trophy, which you know is arguably, well, not even arguably, more more prestigious, but, um, you know. So uh, you got to like their chances, um, but, you know, there's some other teams in here too. So let's look at the next team. We'll look at San Jose. San Jose brought in the 131-6 class. Look at that. Woo! And, you know, I'm on a limb here and saying that Brian Combs, is the one that makes the difference for them in that class. Uh, he shot 58.2% true shooting. Excellent. I mean, 1.4 steals, 1, 2.5 blocks, 1.4 assists, 8.2 rebounds from the power forward position. You know, they lose two guys in Cody Cox and D'Angelo Daniels, but 
I feel like he slides right in there to power forward if they need him there. Uh, small forward if they want if it power forward if they want to move Berg up. Small forward if they want to move Daniels down. They might have some trouble finding another spot for him, uh, but or the spot for their other starter. But that's a really good guy to have. He really, I mean, he's going to really hopefully make this team a lot better. Last year they were a five seed going, I think, uh, eighteen and one before the NTT, and then went three and three in the NTT. So not horrible, not great, um, but. You know, this team's got a lot of talent coming out of Conference 29, and I expect them to take care of that conference, but it's a little harder when you get into the PNTT. Yeah, Brian Combs is definitely the one to watch for uh, in this new class. Um, graduating two seniors that they'll have to fill. You know, as you said, do they move Berg? Uh, Jacob Felder from their bench was very successful in the 12 and a half minutes he played last year. Uh, could he play into a bigger role um, filling one of those spots this year? That's uh, to be seen. Yeah. Good questions. Good questions. Um, let's move on to the next team, Plainview. Plain, or I get, sorry, it's not Plainview. It's uh, Huntsville here. Um, so Huntsville, um, you guys, I mean, you know a lot about your class. You bring in the 54-88 class, replacing the 50 class. You only lose Stephen Weidel, but Stephen Weidel was providing a lot for your team. 21.4 points. And you guys only scored 74.6 points per game. He did have four turnovers a game, so he's a little bit of turnover prone, but he made up for it with two steals. That's going to be a little different. Um, you, you decide, okay, we're going to go heavy on guards. Uh, Jason Watson looks like he's the best uh, as far as statistical output, but what do you think of your up incoming class, and do you think they can – yeah, what, what are you thinking for um, point guard? Do you move Livingston up there? or Yeah, what are your thoughts? We've tried a handful of things uh, in scrimmages this year and actually at the end of last year to try to prepare for this year, um, and Livingston is a true shooting guard. Um, he is a guy who does not like the ball in his hands. He likes to run off of screens. And we expect him to cover some of those uh, 21 points this year that Wydell's uh, leaving behind. Um, so looking at our class, uh, Watson is a great scorer. He could potentially fill in some of those 21 points as well. Um, but, but we need a point guard. Mm -hmm. uh, so we might look at um, uh, Andrews or Hatton in our new class. Also, uh, Juan Woolridge at six foot seven uh, loves to have the ball in his hand as kind of like a point forward type. Um, yeah. So, uh, there's a few options, um, just trying to figure out the best ones. Yeah, for sure. And you know, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to bring it with just such a tough group. It feels like you know every team, and um, we're gonna talk about another one up here that's coming up that's really solid. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so uh, the next one is Plainview. Um, they bring in the 1455 class, replacing the 221-174 class. And Plainview's really interesting, but Snifford knows what he's doing. Uh, they did not They did have one senior in their starting lineup, a 6'5 small forward that was more of a pass-first defensive type guy, but not a huge loss. And they brought in some height with Colin Anderson, 
Um, they bring in Griffin Rogers, 23.7 points per game on 63.8% true shooting. Man, that guy it seems like he fits perfectly into that small forward position. Um, maybe they even bump one of the guys out uh, to make room for Rogers and uh, Anderson. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, he he seems to have hit the jackpot with a really good class. Um, yeah, I... I think I think this team should be good. Now Plainview is an interesting team. They've always done really well in their conference, but they've struggled to put their talent together to um, really maximize their talent in the PNTT. Um, do you think this year changes anything? I do, and I think Anderson is a key component for them at six foot eleven. Looking at their team last year, they were missing uh, that top end height. Um, at the center position, also the backup center position. Uh, so bringing in that height, that's a key component for them moving forward. You know, one through 10, they're going to have solid guys here uh, that can play basketball. Um, and just finding those right pieces and the right heights uh, that they need to compete with those big guys when needed is going to be crucial for them. But they should be able to beat any good to average team uh, every single night. Yeah. So, but is it enough to take down the champs and win this group? Um, you look at Plainview's schedule, You, it looks pretty tough, especially their out-of-conference schedule with Inglewood, Fremont, and Charlotte all in there. Um, Wooster, uh, Wooster, their out-of-conference has Reno, Lincoln, and Lansing. So, I mean, it's not like anyone gets an easy road or anything, but um, – I wouldn't be shocked if the winner of this group was four and two or even three and three. Uh, you have any thoughts on who comes home with this group? I'm going to lean towards Plainview here. I think they have the better team, uh, one through ten, that can, you know, win four games uh, potentially, even with their tough schedule. Um, and that height this year, when they go head to head with Wooster, Worcester, um, you know, going up against a seven foot to Erickson, uh, that's going to be key for them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take the defending champs. I think they make it back. Um, the point guard's hard to figure out, but I think Wolf has what it takes, and, you know, he's not willing to send that trophy home yet. So um, I got them. Cool. Well, with that, we'll wrap it up on the Edison group. We'll be back next um, with the Jardin group. So stay tuned.